And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, we are so special. God always gives us his best, and through Jesus Christ, we have one blessing after another. And if God has given us Jesus Christ, how will he not freely give us all things? How cool is that? And I'm sure, just like you are, that we only give our best to God. Yep, that's what we do. We give only our best to God like he gives it to us. We never give him leftovers or of our time. We never give him leftovers of our talent. We never give him leftovers of our treasure, do we? Do we? Next, remember the old commercial of the Indian chief standing by the side of the road. Somebody throws out a bag of litter from their car. Cut to the chief. A tear runs down his cheek. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. That's mankind's version of pollution. God's idea of pollution is slightly different than our own. He sees innocent blood, idols, and sexual sin as the actual trash. And finally... Last week, we talked about doing our best with decisions. And remember that grace needs to be a part of it. This week, we dive into that a little deeper by learning that when God gives us a choice, he expects us to use wisdom in our decisions. His wisdom is the best, the Holy Spirit, his word, and spiritual discernment skills. Well, my, that doesn't hurt either. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oh, my. Spiritual observations. Oh, my. And my life decisions and insanities. Oy vey. And so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, live during the show, david at he must increase.org. David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. Or you can call us at 972 445 That's 972 When you make that phone call, well, you better be prepared for your entire house to rumble. It might even come out of its foundations. Because then you'll be talking to Captain Chris and you will be... All right, here's the dealios. 
Are we supposed to say stuff like that? Here's the dealios. Oh, my. Here's the dealios, okay? Any topic is open for conversation because it's not professional radio. I just proved that three seconds ago. Uh, so that shouldn't be difficult to follow. But it's not a kvetch fest either. It doesn't mean you can't call and say, hey, I'm concerned about this or I'm worried about this. I'm just saying you don't call just to go, we're getting that all over the place all the time. That's not what we're trying to do. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, and teaches us to encourage one another daily. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Five says to do so because we see the day of the Lord approaching. That's the spirit we want to do it with, not a kvetch vest. So if you got something you want to share or something you want to ask, something you don't understand, you got an opinion, a thought, a comment, a question. If you've got a praise report or a prayer request, or perhaps you have an answer to trivia. Here's your trivia question. When tempted by Jesus, who did the temptation with Jesus. Who tempted Jesus? Who said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread? Who said that? Why would you say that? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can simply call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david, at he must org. While we are getting multiple, multiple texts in, and somebody is calling, and we will get to them in a split second, I do want to remind the audience that when you're praying in your devotions, and devotions are separated time, separated time, not just when you go to church, something like that. Jesus separated himself and went apart for a while. When you're in separated times, pray for the audience. And right now, because of all the things that are going on, I would ask you to insert the let let the people in this audience not be overcome by fear. Okay, a lot going on, a lot of things people don't know. Some people are concerned it's going to lead into a bigger war, and it, we don't know what's going to You know what? You're not going to be afraid even if the earth gives way because our eyes and our help, our eyes are on the Lord, and that's where our help comes from. So be praying that for people as well. Then the last thing I can tell you, and then we'll pull up this person, is I need some prayer personally to have wisdom for the ambassador program because I am— Going into this, and it is—it's uh, not a fight, but it's a challenge. <laughs> and uh, so we're putting together brochures and stuff like that. So just pray for me that I will not, you know, pop one eyeball out and then uh, unscrew an ear and then pull out dynamite and throw it. Okay, that's what I need. You ready? Uh, I got somebody ready to answer the trivia question. Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing? Good, Gary. Good to hear your voice. And I, Thank you. I knew I kind of had a feeling you were going to pop in on this. This is a classic one, and uh, and I like these because they they people don't realize how important it is because they just think, well, I never get, I never have this happen to me. I never have these processes, and everybody has this process. I mean, everybody goes through that. That's why Jesus went through it for us. Who yeah, right. tempted Jesus by saying, "If you're the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread." Satan the devil. That is correct, sir! You are right! There's some commentators will say this, and I, I like it. I don't know if it's true, but I like it, and I don't have any problem with it. And that is some people believe that this temptation had to do with Jesus using his powers, his ability, his his miraculous ability to uh, to benefit himself 
versus making sure that it wasn't for for others kind of mentality and just to make sure he's using it as a vehicle and not using it to self to self evolve kind of mentality. I don't know if that's right, but I like it because it sounds good. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like well, that's pretty insightful if that's the case. But great job. I'm just gonna go with you knew that right off the bat, right? Yeah, I did. All right. We're going to keep you in prayer. Can I pray for you real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay. Father, I lift up my dear brother Gary to you, and I just ask you just to bless him. I ask for a resurgence and energy and encouragement in his heart, in his mind, and in his body, and let him just have the joy that comes from your presence, from your anointing, from your Holy Spirit. Let him have that joy deep in his heart and deep in his mind. We ask you to bless him as a dear brother in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you very much, and I'll continue to pray for you all. Thank you, brother. God bless. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, here we go. So I want to talk to you about this thing called Giving Done Right. You know, a lot of these DDDs have titles. I probably should start telling people what those are. Nah, maybe not. Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 24. The king answered, Arana, no. Well, that's... <laughs> No, wait, what? No, I insist on buying it from you for a price, for I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 ounces of silver. Now, here's the king. They got a massive situation going on. There's judgment against the community. God's taking out the judgment that took place in the time of Saul. It's being manifested now. David at least has the foresight to bring it before the Lord and go, we are, we are ready to make this right. We're ready to do the right thing. He knows he needs to make this offering. He knows he needs to make it right. The, the gentleman he's talking to is saying, just take it, man. Just take it. I don't want to, we don't want any more of this stuff going on. Just take it. And what does David say? He goes, no, 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 no. What do you mean? No, I will not. I will not take it from you and then offer it to the Lord. And look what he says. I will not offer to the Lord, my God, burnt offerings that cost me nothing. That's the key. It has a price. When we give to the Lord, the reason it can't be leftovers is because it doesn't cost you. And there's no cost there. Yeah, I got this leftover. Just as soon give it to you as go to, you know, Red Lobster. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on. You don't give God the left. You give him the best of what you've got because he has given you and I the best. And I'm not saying this to, to, to goad at you for giving to this ministry. This is true of your time. This is true of your talent. God gets your best. He gets our best, period, or we're shorting him. There's a couple people that I wouldn't mind shorting in this life, okay? That's the fleshly part of me. But God is just not the one that I want to do that to because he sees the scale. <laughs> it's like, look, he gives me his best on a regular basis. He gives me more than I could ever deserve. What I give back unto him has to have a value, has to have a cost. It has to mean something to me for that offering to be proper to God. That's what it means. Ooh, nice one, huh? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. Let's see if you guys can figure out. Uh, this is a, you better play the horn on this one. This is a tough one. 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 Okay. Uh, was it Peter, Andrew, or Matthew? Was it Peter, Andrew, or Matthew? So you got a one out of three. You should be so lucky if you were in Vegas. If you is it Peter, Matthew, 
or Andrew, who said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Who said that? Specifically, who said that? Did you get that hint there? Who said that? Uh, Is it Peter, Andrew, or Matthew? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I will say that Joy, Anne, and Cordelia strike first. Very fast, ladies. Very good. Okay. While you're doing that, I have a couple of jokes. They are not Christian in nature. But that does not mean they are not funny. Two of these are not funny. But the rest of these are these are funny. Uh, all right, here we go. This the first one's not funny, so I'm gonna warm you into it. Okay? How many lips does a flower have? Two lips. Two lips, two lips. Come on, two lips. All right. Not bad. How does a squid go into battle? Well armed. See, you're killing me, Smalls. Okay, that's this one. This is this is not the one after this. Is I mean, it's legend. Get ready. What do you call a shoe made out of a banana? A slipper. <laughs> Come on, people. These are gold. <laughs> These are gold. All right. Ready? What would bears be without bees? Ears. See, because bears without a bee. Ah, waka, waka. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> last, last one. How do you stop a bull from charging? You cancel its credit cards. There you go. <laughs> don't tell me we don't have fun. You cancel its credit cards. <laughs> so what's that got to do with look? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Uh, our trivia question again. <laughs> what Was it Peter, Andrew, or Matthew who said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email david at hemustincrease.org. Let's get into our next teaching. Do not be offended by this. There's no point. I mean, I'm going to teach it anyway. I don't know why you'd be offended. If you're offended at this kind of thing, you won't like a lot more stuff that we do on the show. <laughs> I can tell you that. This one's called Give a Hoot, Don't Pollute. So many of you back in, let's see, it was in fifth grade. That must have been 61. So how long were we, when we were in fifth grade? What were we, like 11, 10? Like, is that kind of right? So this is like 1969, 70, 71 in that ballpark, somewhere in there. Anyway, they had this big campaign, help us come up with these campaign slogans in the schools on how to help kids not pollute, blah, blah, blah. And then almost all the schools came up with an owl. (laughs) The owls give a hoot, don't pollute. And so if you guys remember back in the day, we had that uh, classic commercial. They had the Indian guy. And so somebody would drive by in this pristine area and throw out a bag of litter 
and then they would show the chief, right? And he would have a tear running down his eye. Remember, a lot of people will remember that. Uh, just for those that do not know, that guy actually was not an Indian, which is like, <laughs> why would you do that? Okay, anyway, forget that. In mankind's association with pollution, and we've mentioned this before, and it is important to understand, the idea for pollution in, in societal existence is an empty Snickers wrapper thrown somewhere that nobody has picked up. It can be oil sludge. It can be these different kinds of things that, that, that environmentalists get really upset about. Of course, they don't think they're creating any pollution when they're, you know, destroying cars with paint and stuff like that but we're not we're not talking about that what we're talking about is the difference between when man sees something and god sees something my biggest problem with most of the movements that society has it is always man's attempt to establish some form of righteousness that is different than the standard that god has the Bible says the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. And so in humanity's attempt to do it right or to be just, there is always some perverted string that runs through it. Specifically, when we're talking about pollution, that's true. 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 25, he built an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord answered prayer on behalf of the land, and the plague of Israel ended. On behalf of the land. So you hear a phrase like that, and you have to understand there was an offering made on behalf of the land. Every time the Bible mentions pollution, it's talking about sin, look at this, against the land of God. So much so that when the spies returned, they gave a bad report about the land and they were accused by God of slandering the land of the Lord. It's like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's kind of serious. And when the scripture says something like they made a burnt offering and a fellowship offering and the Lord answered their prayers on behalf of the land, what we need to understand is the sin against the land is the sin as defined by God. Moses spells out these sins in depth in Leviticus, but we don't have the time to do that right now. And I'll just give you the three big ones, the three massively, well, it's kind of four big ones. The first one is not giving to God properly, which is ironic because we just talked about uh, giving God leftovers, and it's like God takes offense to that. When you give God what's left over because he gets your, your leftovers, you, it's an insult, an insult to God. He gave you Jesus Christ. He has given you time and time again safety in life. You don't give God what's left over. What an insult. The other thing is, is that, that goes with that, not giving to God properly, is this. There's actually four things now that I'm kind of getting into the depth of this. Murder is one of the grossest sins on a land. It pollutes the land. Specific, and I'm not saying killing, so you should know that difference. Murder, not, not when people, murder, and specifically innocent blood. So when you have a baby in the womb and it's 21 days, it's filled with blood. And they kill that baby, that is innocent life being murdered. 
That is not a good thing. The other area that God really gets mad about is sexual sin. Sin, the sin in the sexual capacity, especially when he, when Moses was writing about it, especially bestiality and things like that. It's like perverted sin. It's like, hey, that pollutes the land of God. And the other thing that I didn't throw in here that I should have put in here, so this is my fault, is idol worship. And that means worshiping of anything that is not God as an idol and calling it God. These are the things that pollute the land. It's a, a perfect example of, of idol worship, right? Right? I know. It's entertaining. Don't get mad at me. But people love American Idol. It tells you it's an idol. It doesn't even telling you. And it's fun to watch it because of the, the competition and the singing. I'm not talking about that. And they're not actually trying to be an idol, except for the people that reach that place act like they're an idol and that everybody owes them something because they're so fantastic. It's like, what is going on? It's polluting the land. And you think, well, I know, but then I never really get to watch TV. Yeah, you know, A, a watch less TV. <laughs> Or B, watch more selective TV. That's what Noel and I have really come to is we pick on shows, and if we watch a show and they start going down the path, you know we do this re really weird thing? We fast forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching. <laughs> it doesn't take much. It's a button push. I, I think we can handle it. Why I'm trying to bring this up is that true pollution in our society is the lies and the garbage and the, the, the false idol presentations, the anti-God teachings, the anti-Christ teachings, murder of innocent life, sexual sins, and not giving rightly to God that which he is due, specifically praise and honor, and our offerings. That's what defiles a land. If a land is defiled before the Lord, he will not support it. Think of that as a person who lives in this country. Was it Peter, Andrew, or Matthew who said, here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? The person who said that was Andrew. Andrew is the one who said that as recorded in the Gospels. Got that? Okay, just making sure we got that. And I'm not trying to be a meanie. I'm just telling you, when it comes to the ways that man thinks of things and the, and the ways that God sees things, go with God's thought process. It's the only one that will last forever. All the other ones will disappear. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! 
just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, though you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God, for you and I, God provided his own burnt offering, his own lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Let's get ready for a tougher trivia. That's right, I didn't say anything else. <laughs> like that? That's good, right? Let's get ready for a tougher trivia. Uh, which wife cynically commented how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would do? Which not a happy wife, not a happy life, in this case definitely, said... How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would do. If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email to... 
david at hemustincrease.org. I'm also going to send you to the website before we take the call because I want to make sure you get there. It's not complex. There's cool stuff on the site. If you haven't figured it out, you go to the website. In the top right corner is this little button, this little hamburger that you click. That's the They call it a hamburger. It's three lines on top of each other. See, the top line and the bottom line are like buns. And then the middle line is like a hamburger, only it's not a hamburger, which they should. Do we get a hamburger when we cook on it? No. (laughs) You can't. But if you do click on it and scroll down, there's 20-plus other links. So if you go to the site and you just see the top five, you're not seeing them. But everybody told me, stop doing that. Put it in a hamburger menu. So I did that because it didn't cost us anything to do it. So. Would you like a side of fries with that? Anyway, so the bottom line to that process is simple. Go to the website, give, put praise report in, put uh, a prayer request in, whatever you can do, participate, go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, we got somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? 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 Hello, David. I'm here. I'm here. There you are. No problem, Brother Ace. How are things going? Uh, They're going good. Good. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Beautiful people. Beautiful spirit. Everything's good. Okay, that's what I like to hear. The Lord is good. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen. That's right. Amen, brother. All right, here you go. This is a good question. Which wife cynically commented, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would do? Who said that? Uh, I don't have to pronounce the name, but Michael... Yes, okay. so it's Mikkel, but that's it, that's it, because that, we would say Mikkel is how you pronounce it, but that is correctamundo, and that's the key, and she was not happy with the way that David was behaving. Do you remember what God did after she made that kind of nasty comment, what the result was? Do you remember what happened? Went barren. She went could, barren. She could not, that's right, she went barren. She couldn't have any kids. That little smarty pants comment cost her dearly like wow yeah good job bro excellent work excellent watch what you never speak against god's anointed yeah because it'll always get you in trouble yeah yeah you don't want to you don't want to step into that you want to be very careful you know everybody has an opinion but that doesn't mean everybody's opinion is right so you want to just go whatever you think, God. Whatever you think. <laughs> so Amen. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> Very good. Appreciate you guys. Y'all done a great job with. All right, got to hang in there. Appreciate you guys. All right, God bless you, bro. Right. Great to hear from you. you too. All right, you too, my friend. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, one of our favorite people, brother Ace. Love hearing from him. All right, here we go. So we did that. Oh, we got to do history. Can't forget history. All right, uh, a couple things. Got to be careful on some of these. Uh, it's Irish American Heritage Day. That's good, right? I think that's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, it's National Pig Day, but I don't know if that means pig is in eating the pig or having the pig as a pet. Why not both? Okay. We'll go either side of there. It's Peanut Butter Lover's Day. Love peanut butter. I love peanut butter. I'm sorry. It's like, well, that's not very good. I don't care. <laughs> You're going to die six weeks earlier than you should, but I'll have a happy 90 years. <laughs> See? Versus a miserable 90 years and a week. You know, kind of attitude. Uh, it's zero discrimination day unless you're a Christian. And I added that last part myself, just in case you didn't know. Uh, it is also uh, technically leap day, which I won't even comment to. Uh, on this day in 1872, Yellowstone National Park was established. In 1873, on this day, production of the first typewriter began. Hmm. On this day in 1912, I think this is impressive, the first parachute jump is made from a moving plane. I'd like to be the first person to go, it's going to do what? <laughs> it's going to it's gonna open up, dude, and it's going to, like, float, and you're going to float to the ground. What if it doesn't open up? Have you heard of the principle called life insurance yet? Oh. Okay. And then uh, finally, uh, 1936 Hoover Dam is completed on this day. Okay. How would you like to be that guy? The first guy that jumped out of an airplane with a parachute. It's better than the first guy that didn't jump. (laughs) I just saw saw a television so they were going to jump, and the people were like pushing their hands against it, going, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) It's like, that'd be me. Nope, nope, don't need that. I mean, I don't want to go down. I'm looking for the the trumpet, and then I can go up. See? See that difference? See? I'm looking to go up. All right. Uh, Last week, we talked about making decisions, and for you and everybody involved in your life to understand that you have to make the best decisions you can, and, and you have to recognize that grace needs to be a part of that process. You'll make decisions that are good and bad. That's just going to happen. That Some will be good, some will be bad. And uh, the Lord will help you through that. But I do want to kind of dive in further. I don't want to just leave it there. I thought it'd be worthwhile doing a brief follow-up on making decisions. And this comes out of 2 Samuel plus my own experience. 2 Samuel 24, 11 through 12. When David got up in the morning, a revelation from the Lord had come to the prophet Gad. David, see her. Go and say to David, this is what the Lord says I am offering you three choices, choose one of them, and I will do it to you as you have spoken. A revelation from God to the prophet. That's Gad. He was David's seer. That's what they used to call prophets, seers, because they could see. What does God have to say? Because sometimes he used prophets to, to talk and to teach us, right? We know that prophets all the way through the Old Testament, all the way in the New Testament. Here's what God told David. I am offering you a choice. Now, before you get all weird and squirrely, (laughs) God knows what you're going to choose, but you are still involved. So God knows the decision David's going to make because he's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. But David still bears responsibility for his choice, and just because God knows what he's going to choose doesn't mean he's forced David to choose it. He just knows what he's going to choose. And so David has to make a choice. And there are times where God will bring it before you and you have to make a choice. 
And we said this last week, and we'll say it again. You you do your best. You pray that it's blessed. You let Jesus take care of the rest. That applies to a thousand different things in life. And in making choices in your life, you want to be led by the Spirit of God. You want to be filled with the Word of God so you know what God has to say about an issue if it comes before you, right? You want to be sensitive to that process. You want to choose for the kingdom, not against the kingdom. Those are things that are not hard for us to understand. But you have to make a choice at times, and you're just going to have to step. And I, I have told you about this before. I'll tell you about it again. But, you know, when I was a younger boy, I had a – when I was in uh, Mesa, I was, was – I call it my Mesa fast in Mesa, Arizona. And uh, I was fasting before the Lord and, you know, really needed an answer on this, really needed an answer, really needed an answer, really needed an answer. I fasted. I was annoying God, much more annoying than I am with you guys. I mean, just annoying, annoying, annoying. Talk about knocking. Knock, 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 knock. Finally, the Lord spoke to me. You know what he said? Make a good decision. Do you know what I thought? I thought, well, that was a lot of fasting and knocking on the kingdom of God to get the same answer I started with. <laughs> In other words, see how I look at that is I, I could use a little more. <laughs> is there anything else you want to add to that? And I was like, no. The idea behind that was to make the best choice that I could using this weird thing that he gave me between his my left and right ear called my brain in connection with my heart, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit inside me, using the Word of God as my ultimate guide and authority, and being sensitive to the fact that whatever decision I make, if it's the kingdom is involved, we're making a pro-kingdom decision, and if the kingdom is not involved, then I'm just going to make the best decision I can make. Probably doesn't have a lot to do with what color socks I'm wearing that morning. Okay? Which, by the way, is always gray or black, gray or black, just let you. Well, I wear shorts. I've only worn long pants one time in the last four years, just so you know. The idea behind this is this. Make the best choice you can. Make a good decision. Bring it before the Lord. Surrender it. And if it's wrong, be aware that he might want to redirect and say, okie dokie, I surrender. Right? But sometimes you still have to make a choice. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? She thought he was a gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. Now you think three words. Come on, Dave. Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is... Hebrew for teacher, or it doesn't matter if your translation says master, rabbi. It doesn't care. She said, Mary. She, she responded, master, Lord. You see, the resurrected Jesus Christ speaks the name of his sheep. And Jesus knows your Name. My sheep, Jesus said, know my voice, and they hear me. And you 
were going along in your journey. Maybe you were young and you were in church. Maybe you were young and somebody brought it to you. Maybe you were in middle, the middle part of your life. Maybe in the later part of your life. But at some point, Jesus said your name. He said, David, Tierra, Tiffany, Noel, Joshua, Ashley. At some point, he called your name. The risen Messiah spoke your name to you. You know what? That's when you said, yes, Lord. Yes, Master. Yes, Rabboni. It's the most powerful moment because it's the moment that the divine Messiah speaks to you and pulls you from one kingdom, the kingdom of darkness, into another kingdom, the kingdom of light. It is the moment that changed everything. And uh, Billy Graham had a really good piece on it. Said Some people can really define that moment. Some people can't. Doesn't matter. It happened for those that, oh, well, it was kind of like a metamorphosis, but it happened. And in the economy of God, it happens more specifically. And maybe the person doesn't know the date. I know my date, but maybe the person doesn't know the date they said yes to Jesus. But there was a moment where Jesus called your name and you said yes. And that was the beginning of your understanding of his depth of love. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Get ready for your last trivia question. And I just feel in my heart that many of you will get this correctly. I just, I believe you will know. Who protested against God's call with the words, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? If you guys don't get this, I'm, I'm just going to cry. How about that? Who uh, protested, although that's a kind of a weird word <laughs> Who protested? Who protested? No, I won't go. No, I won't go. I don't think that happened. Who protested against God's call with the words, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? All right. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then please, you're welcome to send an email. Don't forget, david at hemustincrease.org. Again, I'm going to ask you guys to please keep me in prayer as I am trying to coordinate. So I got two classes. Two classes left. <laughs> My wife was like, I'm like... <laughs> Said, I said, I got to make it through. I'm having a hard time. She goes, you will make it through for all that you've put me through. <laughs> she will make it through. And uh, so I need help, though, in regards to this very last segment because, or this very last portion because I'm doing some of the collaterals for the ambassador program, and I got to make sure that everything is done properly and the theological streams are put in correctly, as well as become some kind of artist, which is the last thing <laughs> I couldn't even do good on the macaroni thing in in uh, what is that in kindergarten. 
You know how they say everything you need to know in life you learned in kindergarten? Not me. <laughs> the glue goes, can I put this on my forehead? No, it goes on the plate, Dave. It looks good on my forehead. It doesn't go on your forehead, Dave, but it looks good there. That was part of the problem. All right, so <clears throat> well, you're listening to the show. What does that say about you? Uh, who protested against God's call with the words, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? If you think you know, reach out to us. You can either call 972-445-0770, text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Let's go into this last teach. Um, most of the times on Tuesday, we do kind of a, a variety. Then Wednesday, we do kind of a sermon-esque. And then Thursday, we do back to the expository. And then Friday, we do a uh, half and half kind of thing. It actually does have a a pattern. I know it's hard to believe that. Uh, he- Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36 say this. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. In context, this passage has to do with salvation. So let's never, ever forget those those principles. In dynamic application, the dynamic application principle, this is situational as well when you're engaging with God— in circumstances and situations. You don't throw away your confidence, which it's important to understand that people can do that. Don't don't sit there and say, well, people don't throw away their confidence. Of course they do. Of course they do. People have a get to a certain point. They get a certain amount of courage. They have uh, <clears throat> things that will happen that will bolster their, their faith, their, their boldness and everything. And then something may come along, in, be it warfare or be it something from within, so something without or something within, and that confidence level shrinks. And the Scripture commands us to take a position not to let our confidence shrink. Don't throw that away. You've gotten to that certain point where you do have that faith, that boldness. Don't drop that. You know, it's amazing that people will start the project with a certain amount of faith, but to finish, right? And it's like the finish, that's where it starts. And I I give credit to the professor that uh, we call him Professor Z because he said, you know, a lot of people do this, and then they they have the first one, they do really good, and then they get into this next project. He goes, and people, they, they, they literally go down. He goes, this is not the time to go down. This is the time to raise your game up. Do even better than you've done. Don't let it drip. Go forward. Make it happen. In other words, his his whole premise is don't throw away your confidence. That's not what you you want to do. You don't want to start off strong and then boo. Right? You want to maintain that place. And then it says you need to persevere. And sometimes you just... I want to say this in the nicest way. You just have to persevere. I'm going to read to you something that was in my devotions this morning. I just want you to hear what this scripture says. Okay, this is in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, out of the NLT. It says this, Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and always be prayerful. So this is Romans chapter 12, verse 12 in the NLT. Be glad for all that God is planning for you. The next 
two two words in the Greek mean be patient in trouble. So in other words, <clears throat> there could be trouble coming, but you got to be patient in that trouble and be glad for everything that God's planning and always be prayerful because there is something coming that is wonderful, but you got to push through. And verse 36 says you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you'll receive what was promised. You can't start and then stop and then expect it to go the way you wanted it to go when you started if you didn't finish. Sorry, I can't, you can't change that. Well, that's a lot of principle, you know, positive thing. No, it's not positive thinking at all. You can't start off with faith, do the project, lose the faith, and expect to have the results of faith. That's not going to How's that going to happen. It's not going to happen. Our confidence in, is in God and in his faithfulness, and it's not for nothing. There's a purpose behind it. There's a reason. And there's a reward if we stand firm. This, that's true in regards to salvation of itself. You can have the theological argument, which we're not going to do right now, that says, well, did the person really believe in the first place if they don't maintain? Yeah, I got that. I got that. But that's not what's being addressed. What's being addressed is this. You can't start and then stop and expect to get the results the way you started. You have to stay in that confidence. You have to persevere because then when it's completed, you'll receive what God has promised as he defines it, and when he defines it. But you got to stand firm. What we need to do more than anything else in the Christian faith, and I promise you this statement I'm going to make is going to be more true in the next 10 years in your life than ever before. You have to hang in there and hang on. That will be more true in your Christian journey in the next 10 years than at any time before. Because as things get worse and they get weird, and hopefully the Lord will come back before all that, in the meantime, you have to hang in there, and you have to hang on. Kind of like the whole Jacob wrestling, not letting go until he's blessed kind of attitude, which is something we're going to talk about tomorrow. The idea is for us to... How do I want to say this really nice? Um... Be stubborn in our steadfastness. And this is for things of faith. This is issues that you're dealing with. This is for pushing through on relationships. This is for pushing through on trials on in, in different situations. You have to recognize that you do it hand in hand with God. It takes a mission. There's a purpose. There's a plan. There's a result. If you think of the life of Jesus Christ and kind of take, get into a helicopter and step back, it's like Jesus is born. It's fantastic. He's, uh, you know, I mean, they try to kill him when he's a baby. That doesn't happen because, you know, the Lord, you know, obviously he's protected. He grows up. He becomes the Messiah. He makes the—he's defining himself and publicly uh, confirming he's the Messiah. He goes through this this three years of ministry. The first year is really kind of everybody likes him. Second year, people are kind of turning a little cold. The third year, everybody starts to really dislike him. And yet he just kept going. And that's what you have to do. And as the scripture says, because of the joy that was set before him. Start strong, stay strong, finish strong. You don't throw away your confidence. It'll be rewarded. But you need to persevere 
so that when you've done the will of God, not your will, the will of God, then you'll receive what he has promised. Is that the long-term salvation process? Yes. Can it also be situational? Of course. Don't quit. Okay? Quitting will get you nowhere. You literally will get you nowhere. I mean, exactly. You will be like, oh, nowhere. Okay? You get that? All right. Okay. Got to answer the trivia question? Okay. Probably want to do that before we exit the show, right? You think? What do you think? Probably, yeah. Okay, good. Who protested against God's call with the words, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? The answer is Moses. Mo, our friend Mo, he was the one who said that. Like, who am I? And uh, you know what? That's a great, great way to finish this because you know what he was? He was nothing without God. Just like you and I are nothing without God. Every thing that we have or do that is good or gracious, wise, diligent, or faithful, kind or compassionate, is because of the grace of God in our lives. Can you say amen? You better. Okay? All right. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.